0: Hi, welcome back to Plus This. I'm Kathy Deach. And I'm Nikki Bailey. And we're really happy you're here.
1: We're so happy you're here. I know. We missed you a whole week it's been.
0: And it feels like a world has gone by. Like an entire universe passed through us. It
1: has. I actually felt as if I woke up in a different universe today.
0: I know. I think it's I accidentally really... took too much medication. But that's just... <laughs> I think I was so happy about impeachment starting that the fluids went back to my nether regions i'm just saying that out loud oh sorry mom oh um <laughs> impeachment make me moist i haven't <laughs> i haven't wanted to been with i haven't <laughs> wanted to lie with anyone for months and months but and months. impeachment just impeachment got you got all was a like,
1: whoosh, <laughs> where's my peace vibe
0: <laughs> thanks sports sheets
1: Heck yes, for
0: cheats. <laughs> <sheets>. Coral. <laughs> Coral. Oh my. Oh my God, that's my favorite code. I hope you're watching Kelly. I know, Best Kelly, guest ever. I actually you. want, I have to go back and we should watch it together. We have to go back and make clips of them because she's so good there needs to be more ways to watch her. Absolutely. So let's like cut it up and like make little videos so I people. i to add that to my yeah, to list. Also, we should do that together yes. for sure. We should actually have a watch party to do that and ask people what their favorites are. What their are. favorites are. Because it was oh, really fun. That. We're just coming up with ideas Right here on the show on the Spontaneous show, brainstorming. Hey. That's it right here In front of you Watching the creative process <laughs> Exactly um, Watching the lips That you made happen Thanks Amy Stratton I told you Amy
1: last, last week Came in here With glitter on her lips Look at this And look you look done at this did it up. You
0: done did it I
1: actually don't think My lips are My lips are not as full And beautiful as Amy's I mean no shade to my lips They're fine But as a black person These are some Narrow ass lips <laughs> I don't think so. I used to get teased. My cousin Kevin used Come to be like, now. what happens when you kiss a boy? He just suck up your whole face."
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kevin Green. <laughs> Screw that, that cousin. Is That a cousin? That's a cousin. Screw a cousin, that cousin Kevin. Kevin. Co- I have a cousin Kevin too. Mm-hmm. They ain't worth a down. No, mine's the mine's the bomb. Dot I'm bomb. just kidding. Mine Love is you. too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but they do like to <laughs> make, they do like to make fun. Um, we haven't we haven't a guest. <laughs> I'm so excited. Speech is hard. Um... I love this guest. She's one of my all-time favorite guests we've had over the four seasons. You are friends with her separately from I me. Know. Which makes me so excited. I'm a I'm friend with her, and I'm also, like, one of
1: her biggest fans. Fans,
0: yes. And she, she only knew how much we talk about her outside of We talk about her a ridiculous of amount of time. Like, <laughs> we,
1: we drop her name into
0: stuff like all, all the time. All the time. We'll be like, All well, you know what so, so say
1: Well, can we say now who it is? We
0: can totally say who it is. Yes, it's freaking Justine <laughs> dances with fun. Dances with fun. Oh my god, she's here. here. She's here. Do you want to join us for the first segment? We weren't going to have you, but we but can. We, Jump sure, on I'll in. always talk. Yeah, we. <laughs> <have> <laughs> We love, how. Ha- I mean, it's going to, it would be hard for us to contain ourselves, I think. I think really. it's a good move.
1: We'd, we'd like, we'd just be checking with you every so exactly. often. Exactly. like, is, what, how do you feel about what
0: that? What are your feelings? Like, is that I mean, a lot of this is like catch up, just so you know. Yeah, a lot of, our first segment's sort of like, how's your week? What's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. All that stuff.
2: I do have to say, like, I totally fangirl both of you, so it's super funny that you fangirl Aww. Like, oh, yeah, that's so
0: sweet. That, that is sweet. <laughs> I love it. Love fest. It works. Love Fest. We're holding hands if you're at home listening on the Mm -hmm. podcast. Sorry about it. Um, (laughs) One thing that happened, which is so cool. She was a guest a few weeks ago. I know you're a big fan. Kelly Schumann is going to be our our guest artist on The Fat Show on October 12th. We have a lot of sketches. And we were like, we want to do it. And who can we bring in? And she was up for it. And I love her for that. Thanks, Me Kelly, too, and, Kelly. Sh- and Superstore. I believe premieres tonight. The new season.
1: I'm not going to lie to you, but I did audition for a small role in the season premiere of Superstore. Oh. Now I did not get the role. Oh, it's hard. It's hard. Uh, but I did get to read part of the script and I cannot wait.
0: Okay? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'm a fan. That's I'm a, a huge really dangerous fan. thing for them to give to I'm you. I'm a really
1: <laughs> huge fan and so like I'm in the audition like trying to look at all the other sides like trying to piece <laughs> the whole story together like what? What's your scene say? What?
0: Wait, this has three characters on it. Okay.
1: Wait. Does this... Amy
0: d- Does Amy tell him? Well, get it so I can see.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm very into that show so I cannot I wait. Know. So.
0: Get, please get her on. Nikki, I'm not even kidding. I was t- Telling a friend who's a producer about you. And I was like, you know, she just needs her side card and it's on like Donkey Kong. And she was like, Okay. So just so you know, there are the powers that be there out there working to make that happen you for you. You
1: know what? I truly believe that there is a universe of of support that I have at my back, always helping me. So I hope some of that universe is like Hollywood executives. That's all. <laughs> like mostly they're my dead relatives, but sometimes <laughs> they could be an executive yeah. at a network yeah. or a streaming service. Yeah.
2: And I remain a fan of the show, even though you made obviously a terrible casting call. Um, oh. <laughs> still love you.
1: So the problem is they they auditioned me to do a guest spot what they really really intended was to audition me to be a series regular Mm. oh that's what that's why i didn't get the guest spot because they're gonna have me come back to it yes to be a series series regular existence
0: um i love that we spent that much time on superstore i didn't think that was gonna happen (laughs) (laughs) but you guys are very we are um,
1: totally going to cut this part out post it so that the people (laughs) at the superstore will send it to
0: casting hey uh i (laughs) want to work at cloud
1: nine thank you (laughs)
0: Another thing that happens that we talked about happening last week, but I actually went and watched it. I don't know if you have Amazon Prime, but I do, and I watched the Savage X Fenty show, and cr- took videos of myself crying because Ooh. it was like that. Like I just like kept crying and kept like going, guys. It's so good. I want everyone to watch it. I want everyone to watch it. I want all of LA to watch it because LA has the biggest problem with body bias, especially in entertainment. And literally, it was like Rihanna gave everyone the middle finger. It was so incredible. And our gorgeous friend of the show, Amanda LeCount, was hot as and and they had a whole section oh we're showing it right now if you're looking at home where it was just the big girls dancing it was Ooh. like a row of five big girls dancing I had to do a screenshot because there was no like press <laughs> photos of it but like it was so dope yes. and they were like l- like it like the whole show stopped and was just on them and it was like I was flip I was losing my mind but what was great is that it was all an entire range like it wasn't just like tiny tiny thin models and fat people. Like, it was everybody. It was short girls, tall girls, big girls, thick girls, thin girls, girls who have one leg, girls. I mean, it was incredible. It was really... All
1: right, RiRi. It was
0: something extraordinary. And it felt like if she could do that at New York Fashion Week, I want her to do that here in L.A. And I want all these bitches to see it. That <laughs> <laughs> She should do a special...
1: Like, presentation for all of the Yes, people. because
0: you yeah. know they'll all go because they're all like yeah. whores for a celebrity, right? Rihanna. Could you just restage could you just that, that girl? Girl? Could you just could I, I like the palladium. Hold on.
2: Not to be too needy, but could you make clothes in my size too? I know. Like, I, I totally love the line, and I just want to give them all my money just as soon as they start making clothes.
0: I know. <laughs> they go up to 4X, right? Yeah. Oh, and girl. their 4X is
2: just like. Uh, besides i tried girl I tried I tried. I tried I tried to make it happen i tried to squish all this into all that and it did not work at oh, all man. but yeah but no i not to be a humorless activist you're not progress. no it's amazing, the line, and i just want to give them my money
0: no no as as you, you hear that
1: you hear that people Yes. we just want to give you the money make it in our size we will buy it We
0: will give it to you.
1: Simple capitalism.
0: Yes. (laughs) For dummies. It's so (laughs) close, too. It's, like, so close. You know what I mean? Like, it's like they're this close to making it happen. I want them. Maybe we can get, maybe you could get, like, a special custom-made one that that you could show everybody pictures of. And then they'll be like, duh, of course we should make it in that size because everyone should be wearing it.
1: But also, like, it doesn't diminish the other sizes at all. No. To make More in larger sizes. No, like it does. It's not like if you make it in a five or a six X, like the size two is gonna like her shit's gonna fall apart. Like it's still (laughs) gonna work. No, like for
0: sure, (laughs) for sure. I think honestly, I think it's manufacturers' um, resistance. Like it's not Mm -hmm. even her resistance. I think it's it's the way that fabric is bolted and it's the
2: way that machines are made. Like there's huge, large scale changes that have to happen in the fashion industry in order to make it yeah more accessible to make inclusive wear. But if you look at like smart glamour yeah I love them and Mallory Dunn like they literally make clothing for every human alive yeah. which is super cool so it can be done but it's yeah. it's not easy it's like a
0: real commitment yeah. it's like a real commitment which I feel like I said I feel like they're like this close like yeah. and I that's why I want everybody to watch it so if you haven't watched it watch it because to have those crazy numbers is important so watch it everybody um, if you already have Amazon Prime which I'm sure y'all do they're not a trillion dollar company for nothing you just go on the videos and you put in Savage X Fenty, you'll get there.
1: What? Well, I am gonna I haven't watched it yet, so I'm gonna do that this weekend. It's supposed to rain in LA, oh. which is like a snow day. To the people on the on the West Coast, like it's the same. It's like equivalent. That's kind of So true. I bought snow day food today, and wow. I
2: am ready. Is that
0: happening like tonight?
2: It's supposed to happen Saturday, I think.
0: Oh, okay. It looked cloudy. It looked like it yeah. might downpour any second.
2: Excitement second only to cheap avocados in Los Angeles. I'm actually. saying. I
0: bought one today. That's very funny. <laughs> I bought one today guys just like you know what's happening it's in my like you are in your head it's really weird this is meant to happen it's very <laughs> witchy right here guys i'm just saying also the other f word is coming out it's like Gosh, all these things are happening today yay we I had know. some uh, we've already had a couple of dr john paul the authors and, and janice smelled
1: it, mm-hmm. smelling so Schmelding? Schmel- Sorry, guys. Schmelding? Jana. Schmiding. Uh, so I'm actually on her podcast this week. Oh my I God. am on. The Woman of Size podcast. Awesome. So uh, my interview with Jana. So, like, go check that out. Yes, guys.
0: you should. She's just the coolest. Mm-hmm. I'll post and
1: it on Plus This. Those so earrings.
0: Can't. I want, she's been making like papaya earrings out of her bead work. I've been seeing it all. I want everything. She's so good. I you know. know. She is. I was just got to get a the clip. earrings that she gave us. Like I got yours. <laughs> yeah, you did. I just need clips. Beautiful. Whatever. These are it's clips. Okay. It can happen. Anyway, uh, we're gonna take like a tiny little break because we want to talk to Reagan about everything. So everything. Come back. Plus this. After show, after, after show, hopefully we have ten people, ten, 10 people, people giving five Patreon dollars, on the Patreon. if ten people give five dollars a month, we could do a whole season without giving money, getting money yeah. from people we don't trust. Isn't that nice? Guys, I'm literally trying to pimp myself to dating apps to try to get us money. Ooh. I'm scared, don't make me do that. Ooh. Just give us five dollars i'm just begging (laughs) for five dollars five dollars give me five dollars um that's guys patreon i mean this is a true story i wish it wasn't but it is so i got a dating app because of my friend rodney really and we love rodney it is a i love him too but He got me into a mess. So (laughs) there is a plus size, I'm not going to give the name, there's a plus size themed dating app that I jumped in because there was a girl who was like, I met my guy on this. I was like, okay. And they need my help, first of all. I want to be a consultant. (laughs) Like, I don't really want, like, advertising, whatever. I really need to consult with you and I need to be, like, a person, like, this is how you like you can't look like an axe murderer in your photos gents you have to take a picture outside of your car because right. when you do that down angle I'm thinking that's what you're gonna look like when you're shoving me in your trunk so like <laughs> you can't so and no like you gotta photos? get no prism no no mm-hmm. like horrible lighting that's like institutionalized like can we just anyway what about so... the pictures in their bathroom? <laughs> Can we stop those, too? Oh, I'm in a relationship show, and very happy, but They show their ridiculous. abs, and I'm like, like they try to be all casual, and I'm like, how long did you pull up that shirt for? Right, the how right many l-? takes did you do? And it's like, and your face is crazy. Like You're not looking at your face. <laughs> you're looking at your abs. Anyway, fix your face. Anyway, so oh. I really want to consult with them, but we're in talks. I shouldn't even be talking about this, but I am. We're in talks about them sponsoring us, because this is expensive, guys. Giving you quality plus size content is expensive, and I want—I would rather have you give us five dollars a month, like our singing commercial said, than selling my soul and having to talk about dating on this show. I'm a little vulnerable. So basically- I'm feeling vulnerable. That's from Liz. And album. if that potential sponsor
1: is watching, she was just kidding.
0: Uh, I mean, she would be happy to talk about your product. I mean, I I could definitely bring something to it is all I'm saying. I could bring a definite point of view. Y'all come with the $5 so she don't have to do this nonsense. <laughs> Just come on Just y'all. $5. $5 that's $5. all. It's only and we're and we're giving you amazing video content. Mm-hmm. Like after show content cuz what happens is we get all comfy and and like we hang out and then afterwards it's like a big love fest, right? Mm-hmm. And then like all of the guards are down and then we have this ex- extra conversation and you those, only get to see it. And you, you only get to see it if you give the $5 and they're pretty Extra, they're pretty great conversations they I are. will say we just keep it going though yes sometimes they're sassy and sometimes you learn things about us you never want to know
1: sometimes they're just tmi
0: but um, whatever um exactly we gotta talk about reagan for a minute so she is a speaker and a writer and we know this mm-hmm. uh a certified health coach she has a very popular blog called dances with fat she is a an athlete fat leaf. How do you say it? Fat leaf. Fat leaf. I can't say it, which I is why, which is why I didn't write it out because <laughs> I didn't put it together. Even I'm the really fact dead. that she knows the word I portmanteau, know.
1: <laughs> I know. Is that, is that how you pronounce it? I, I hope so. Yeah, yes. Whatever. I know what it is. Looking. I read it in a book once. Whatever.
0: <laughs> so the last time you were here, you had this big idea because you had already won the Guinness Book of World Records for. Heaviest person to ever finish a marathon. Is that what it is? Woman to complete a marathon. Woman to complete a marathon. Um, You were like, now it's time for Ironman. We're doing it. And that obviously takes a ton of training. And there has been a development. Can you share?
2: Indeed. So I called my blog about the Ironman iron fat, and I feel like I should have called it Disaster Triathlete. Because, like, this was a two-year plan. I was going to do a half Ironman the first year and Ironman the second year and then, like, move on with my life. Um, The first year, the half Ironman was a disaster, and I DN after did not finish. Um, The second year, I got really sick and couldn't do the Ironman. The third year, I uh, tore a ligament running a marathon and couldn't do the Ironman the 4th year. Uh, my partner's in the hospital, couldn't do an Ironman. This is the 5th year and um ironically, the thing that set me on this path of even doing my first marathon was a neck injury. And so in irony of ironies, that neck injury has recurred and is now stopping me from doing the marathon the Ironman this year. Oh. So my Ironman was supposed to be Ironman Arizona, which is in November and there's just no way. I've lost a month of training and like I was struggling. The thing about Ironman is it's not just the distances. There's also specific time cutoffs. Right. And that is where I struggled. Doing the distances is something that I can do, but doing them fast enough. And like, I have never been a fast, that's probably part of why I did this was that I've always been terrible at endurance athletics. Like I quit track in the first 10 seconds because they were like, well, we want you to sprint and throw, but first we all take a two mile run as a warm up." And I was like, I am out. <laughs> um, I would rather shave my head with a cheese grater than run to mom today, so I'm going to go. Um, but yeah, so um, this, the, t- the time cutoffs are my problem, and I was already struggling anyway, and so losing a month is just not going to happen.
0: Yeah.
2: And I'm so- And your
0: neck hurts, and I'm, I'm sorry.
2: sorry. My neck actually is fine. Everything else hurts, like both arms, shoulders, back occasionally, but the neck itself- Where all the problems are, that feels fine. Go (laughs)
0: figure. Our bodies are really crazy. So
2: what does this mean? Are you going to do it late, like how does it work now? So yeah, as I said, I'm in the fifth year of my two-year plan, and I really have other things I'd like to accomplish in my life, <laughs> and like I pulled back, I'm doing more writing and less speaking because it's just hard to travel and train, and the training at its you know, apex is 15 to 20 hours a week, and that's just the physical exercise, that's not driving there, driving back, taking right, a shower, right, stretching, right. all the stuff you have to do. Um, and so I, it's really hard to do that and keep up a speaking schedule like I had, and I really wanna like get back on stage and back out on the road, and so, I really don't feel like I wanna give another year to this. But I also like on the inside of my forearm is where the tattoo is gonna go. And so when I look at it and there's no tattoo, like I'm struggling with that. Like I set this big goal, I'm not gonna complete it. And so what I've decided to do is just stage my own Iron Man. So How does one do that? Um with uh yeah, wisely hopefully. Um so (laughs) On the area where I train, there's like a beach where I can do my open water swim or a pool if there's something, it's too cold in the ocean or whatever. And then there's a bike path and a running path. And so, we're just gonna do an extreme looped course. So, like 16 or 18 laps of the bike and like 12 or 14 laps of the run with an aid station in the middle that my partner Julianne, long suffering, has agreed to person for the entire duration of this ridiculous thing. And so, we're gonna like have like my food and nutrition and stuff, but also like tons of snacks and friends and family can come and hang out and have like a little party on the beach. And I will just do my 140.6 awesome. miles and get the tattoo and then like possibly never run ever again. <laughs> Like, even if something is scary, I'm like, I kill you, you kill me, but it's happening right here. Like, we're not – I'm not running anywhere. Do
0: you – are you afraid that the repetitive – I mean, maybe that's how you train, so no, but are you – like, I think part of the reason why people – Are interested in doing the runs, especially, is because landscape is different and somehow it motivates them. Do are you afraid that that repetition just will make you loony?
2: I have always trained on like these small looped courses because if something goes wrong, like if you get a flat tire forty miles away from your car, like that's a problem and they can't get an Uber to you or whatever. Like that's a forty-mile ride back. If you get a flat tire two miles from your car, that's a different situation. So, like it is a big thing. Like I saw a notice that. Um, hiking and running had been suspended in rattlesnake canyon due to graffiti and I was like so many questions one like <laughs> why were hiking and running ever encouraged in a place with so many poisonous snakes they named it for them and two like who saw this graffiti like I would be scanning the three feet in front of people could be naked on fire and actively painting graffiti I would never see that right so I would just be like looking for rattlesnakes for- straight ahead oh, but like God. this is a thing and endurance athletes put up with a lot of stuff so like A couple years ago, somebody got bitten by a great white shark in an area where we all train. And many people in the forums were like, wisely, I think, I'm not going to swim there anymore. And other people were like, no, no, because statistically, we're even less likely to get bitten.
0: Oh, my God. And I was
2: like, look. I like math as much as the next person, but like I that also happens. saw Jaws and I think they develop a taste for neoprene. So no, <laughs> and then no to swim there. That
0: happened Forever. You can't uh, act like that didn't happen. But yeah. But you think you think after you heal and everything that because of the time constraints that you can do it.
2: Yeah, I can. If, when I first had this idea, all I understood was it was 140.6 miles. And then as I started to get into it, there's like all this stuff. Oh, well, there's all these time cutoffs and like you can't use music at all. You can't listen to music or anything on any part of the course, which I think is crueler than the distance or the time cutoffs. Mm. Like, me and my thoughts for 17 hours like my thoughts are not mm-hmm. that interesting I don't yeah. know. so like I was you know there's all these other layers that you learn but the time cutoffs was a big surprise and also like it's not just the one I was doing it isn't just like the big cutoff There are intermediate cutoffs that force you to go faster than you would have to go to make the main cutoff because uh. they figure you'll be slowing down and like it's a way that, like, back-of-the-pack athletes aren't necessarily thought about. Because, mm. like, we – back-of-the-pack athletes are people who are slower. And, like, we do not rush off the line. Like, people make a mistake. They, you know, they fire the starting gun and people, like, take off. Right. That is not us. Yeah. We know exactly how fast we can go. Yeah. And so, like, often we keep the same time so right. that those intermediate cutoffs do not serve Right.
0: Right. So, so you wow. think that it's um, – so do you find that that's like ableist? I mean do you find that that's like not well obviously it keeps people out right? It keeps pe- yeah. stops people from doing it.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure I would say necessarily that it's ableist. It's definitely an accessibility issue in terms of getting people into the sport right. Um, There's a lot of things you can do if you want to do shorter distance. So like when I run a sprint triathlon, for example, I find a sprint that's going on at the same time as an Olympic, which is twice the distance. So I have way more time to finish before I'm like the last person out and like 15 volunteers are hanging out just so that I can cross the finish line. So like there's that aspect of it. But there's also so but when you get to an Ironman, it's as long as it gets in they're actually double Ironmans and Ironmans through the mountains and like, but you know, in Mm -hmm. terms of like your basic triathlon. And so there's no way to like get more time. Right. Right. And the Ironman organization, my coach explained to me, like this is about permitting and it's about how much it costs to keep the roads closed and do all this. It's not about like, if you can't finish the distance in this time, you're not like a true Ironman. That's not, but like, that's how it works. You're an Ironman. If you can finish their triathlon by their time limits. Yeah, and so like it's kind of one of the bummers. One of the bummers of doing my own is that I won't be an Ironman. I will be an Iron Distance Triathlete. Right, but like after five years of trying, I think that's going to be enough.
0: I think that's plenty, and hopefully, you won't be alone in it. (laughs) Hopefully, there'll be other people who have wanted to do it, but those same constraints that you're talking about has stopped them.
1: What I love is that you demystify the process for people who like I. Like, I feel like the the walk from my bedroom to the bathroom is plenty of exercise. <laughs> so I feel like you, like, demystify the whole process. Like, I, I would never have known that there were times or,
0: you know, like, I mean, yeah. who Same. knew? Yeah. And
1: so, but what I love about that is that, like, because even if you didn't get to finish the official one, you've documented this process so that, Anyone else, whether they're they're fat or whatever size they are, can say, "Oh, well, here's here's everything I need to know from the perspective of someone who's not like doing this, like who, who didn't wake up doing an Iron Man, you know, who didn't wasn't born Iron Manning." Is that how you say it? I would Ironing watch the documentary.
0: Ironing Man. Ironing Man. I don't know. I wasn't born Iron Man. Iron Man. I, I guess. But right. I like Iron Manning.
1: <laughs> Iron. Manning, I like to verb yeah. yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind
0: of sounds like you? Channing Tatum. Iron Manning. Iron Manning. Yeah. <laughs> I would watch Channing Tatum. Iron Manning. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree with you, and I would watch the documentary. I'm just saying.
2: I, I totally would. Too. I do want to say too, like the Iron Man organization has been incredibly supportive of me, and like they brought me to Oceanside and let me like stand in the VIP area, and I got to be at the finish line and meet. There's a guy named Mike Riley, and he announces them. And so he, when you cross the finish line, he says, your name, you are an Ironman. It's like a big deal. And like the biggest sadness I have is that Mike Riley will not be calling Aww. my name when I cross my finish line. Mm. But like they've been really supportive and they were clear, very upfront about what the time limits are. So like I knew that going in. My right. thing is just like I, I want events to be as accessible to as many people as possible. Right. So like if you want to do this distance, but it doesn't fit for you for the time constraints, then like what else? is there to do what else does
0: that look like yeah. i think you could make up a new thing and
2: i totally think so too
0: this could be a new thing you're creating i agree which would be really exciting but i mean duh if anyone's gonna create it it's gonna be Reagan again it's totally. Reagan Chastain, yeah. just so everybody knows i want to move on because you also are a part of um participating in Weight Stigma Awareness Week Indeed. and um, it's Nita. Mm-hmm. Is that how they pronounce it? Yeah. Neda, Nita, wasn't Nita. sure. And that is the help me, National Eating Disorders Association. Association. I like was afraid to call it that like to be like just sounds like they're like pushing eating disorders on people, because like I was afraid like if I say the wrong <laughs> letters. National like... Association for the Advancement of Eating yeah, Disorders not. like I was a little worried. I was a little Disorder worry. Advocacy <laughs> Association. Yeah, I yeah. know,
2: I was a little That's worried, not what you want. guys. I was
0: worried. Yeah. I was worried. I really tried not to look at my paper for that one. <laughs> um, I wrote it out because I was nervous. Um, so you wrote something for them. Mm-hmm. and what yeah, was everybody. it specifically
2: I so I wrote a blog about weight stigma being the root of eating disorders and I'm really sorry but I have to be that guest right now and say before we move on I want to be really clear because we talked about the iron man mm-hmm. like fitness is not an, a barometer of worthiness it's not an obligation. People who participate in fitness are no better than anybody who doesn't participate in fitness. A lot of times people like me get used in like a good fatty, bad fatty way to bash people who yes. don't choose to participate in exercise for whatever reason, including they don't feel like it, which is fine. Yes. Right. And so like I always make it clear, like watching a Netflix marathon and running a marathon are equivalent morally. Right. Yeah. So anyway.
0: No, I'm glad you could – I mean, I don't think you have to apologize for that. You just made yourself clear. I mean, obviously, Nikki and I, as people who do not go to gym for gym life, um, I think we never get that from you, just so you know. I mean, but
1: I honestly think it's one of those – like, it's one of the things that I've learned from you that has, like, shifted my perspective on myself. Like, I now don't beat myself up because – I am not at the gym every day because I, you know, because my thin counterpart is also not at the gym every day. And nobody thinks that that's a moral failing. Yeah. So, so like you saying that, I remember like the, I don't, I must've read it on something that you, and I remember going, what? <laughs> Wait, I could be, I'm, I'm as good as somebody else. And I'm not even trying to exercise. What? <laughs> but it was like my, it was, it just blew my mind. And, and the whole concept, the idea of like, that there is some moral superiority if you eat better, if you eat healthy or yeah. exercise or whatever. Yeah. I, was, uh, I was at another studio the other day, and this they brought us pizza. And I went in to get some pizza, and I offered the guy next to me some pizza. And he says, no, I don't eat shit food. Oh. And I was like, well, I'm finna eat this shit right here. <laughs> so could you not call it shit? Mm. Yeah. And also, Ew. But like he really felt like he was better than us, oh, because oh, yeah. we were because he was eating his vegetables and we were eating pizza. Oh, yeah. So
0: thank you f- so much for you know we double downing. Double, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I don't think you have to apologize for it. Oh, I no, just I
2: apologize wanna... for you're like we're moving on, and I'm like no, I'm that guest. We're going back. No, so no, no, that was no. This is all. For. Listen, <laughs> this is all
0: part of the same thing. Yeah. Like I, I think it's an extension of. Cool. I don't think if it's one or the other. Yeah. I will That's also why you're say, my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I also think that. um. I, and we talked about this earlier, don't ever, ever, ever get endorphins from the gym, <laughs> and I was I tried to be a gym rat so hardcore when I was in New York, and I hated every moment I spent in the gym, and so I really appreciate you saying there's no moral because there's some people who don't get that out of it. Yeah. It's just not like, yeah. and even if they never even tried to get it, like, People just trying to live life out here on these streets. Okay. Talk about wait. Talk, talk about what is it now? There's wait, hashtag stigma stigma week. awareness. Hashtag. Week. Week. No, we. How do you say? W. S. A. W. Twenty
2: nineteen. I'm wait, trying. I'm trying to week. pronounce W-S-S-A-W. it. Wusau. I like it. It sounds very <laughs> cool. I would go to
0: W-S-A-W. Yeah. Yeah. So how did it come about? Um, so you wrote a blog. So, so I wrote a
2: blog. So Wasting Awareness Week has been around since 2011, and BETA, the Binge Eating Disorder Association, used to um, host it, and they merged with Nita. Okay. And so now um, the Nita-Bita combination is hosting it. And, um, yeah, I wrote a blog basically saying that weight stigma is the root of eating disorders and that if we continue – because there is a tremendous fat phobia problem within eating disorder community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's pretty hard to believe that your recovery is the most important thing if the entire world is telling you that being thin by any means necessary is much more important. Mm. And if your behaviors that you're doing, as for people who do um, – restrictive behaviors. If your behaviors that people are telling you are bad are prescribed to fat people, Mm -hmm. which they are. We prescribe to fat people what we diagnose and treat in thin people, especially when it comes to eating disorders, it's pretty hard to believe that what you're doing isn't the right thing to do. And so my blog explored the, the idea that like this is the root because weight stigma is what brought us diet culture. It's what gives us the idea that a thin body is somehow better. Mm-hmm. And without that idea, without diets, you know, often they say, you know, most eating disorders uh, or sorry, not every diet becomes an eating disorder. But most eating disorders begin with a diet. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, then we have to ask the next logical question. And that question is, where do the diets come from? Mm-hmm. And the answer to that is weight stigma. For sure. So that was the. The thrust of the article.
0: That's great. I can't wait to read. And wait, so then they based
1: was.
0: <laughs> Use your words. <laughs> I
1: know what I'm saying. So was weight stigma awareness week based on your article or no. was it? Oh, it was no. there already. Oh, okay. Goodness,
2: no, no. Let's thank you for asking. let Yeah. That out I was like, right now, funny. it was <laughs> not. Okay. I did no. not create weight stigma awareness week. I am just a blogger. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> wrote, I wrote a thing um, that, you know, is controversial, it turns out. Um, but no, so I am a, a national ambassador for NIDA.
0: Right. And there's several. And, and there's, there's like a there been us. people releasing yeah. things all week.
2: Yeah. I've been stopping yeah, cool. all of them. So funny story about the ambassadors, if I can tell you. Yeah. So they have, NIDA has their gala every year. And I got invited this year because I'm an ambassador. Well, last year in New York. And so I was looking through the pictures trying to figure out how to dress. And I was like, okay, like fancy dress, but I can handle this. And then I saw the other ambassadors, almost all of whom are plus size models. And they not only were wearing Christian Siriano, but they freaking brought Christian Siriano to the gala. And I was like, (laughs) I do not have the game for this. So I called my friend C.J. Laguerre, who's a a stylist. And I was like, um, help. (laughs) Like, I have to look. I have to be in pictures with this group of people, so she totally hooked me up. But yeah, I was pretty. Funny. You looked. I saw the picture. Like, you looked beautiful. <laughs> look beautiful. I wanna,
1: I want to just say that if you are going to an event where Christian Siriano is going to be you need to to sidle on up to him.
2: So has it happened yet? Alas, he was there the year before I was. Oh. So I was not in the same room with Christian Siriano because, yeah, I totally would have.
1: Because, right? Because I'd have be a wardrobe by the time it was all said and done. <laughs> I do own a few of his pieces already. Thank you. <laughs> um.
0: I own, like, a bag and shoe from... Payless, which is now closed.
2: <laughs> well, he that did is the Payless. The, the Christian Designer. Siriano for Payless—that's <laughs> awesome. I had no idea. Oh, I wish I had. All oh of my it. God,
0: no! It's the only pointy-toed wide-width shoe I've ever found in my life. I have like pointy-toed heels. That only because Christian Siriano made them, he does does get us. And he gets our price point, too.
2: I know, (laughs) (laughs) I know you earn less and are hired less than your thin (laughs) counterparts. So let me give you some shoes. I mean, he's the real
0: deal. And we're going to talk more about Emmy looks, which a bunch of our friends, um, but that's later. We'll do that in the next segment. But I wanted to say that uh, everybody's sort of sharing... When they've experienced weight stigma, and it's like kind of like have you watched our show? Like (laughs) we've talked about this a lot, but I will say that just this week something happened. I went to check out the anthropology uh, collection that is plus size. um, That it's only been out for one season, and what's so funny is that it's in one store, and I didn't know that. So when I called the one store that I was going to be close to. I was like, oh, what about the Glendale location? They were like, oh, this is the only one that has plus size. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Wow. But I happened upon this crazy sale. It's like their big clearance for their, so they make room for their fall and all of the sizes were all put together in the same clearing sec- clearance section even though the plus was separate for the new stuff. So I'm, and you know, well, maybe you don't know. You, neither one of you really shopped with me before. I, people who know, I'm crazy. Like I will, if I even like a color, or I like, I like a frilly on it. I'm like, oh, that's not really my pattern, but look at that detail. Taking it, like I will pile it up and and find the things that I really want to wear. So I have my arms full of stuff. I went in, we weed, weeded it down, decided because the sizing was a little crazy. I I usually think of myself as like a two X, and in this I was absolutely not but it, I'm not surprised because I feel like their stuff is always really long like I'm 5'2 and it's just made for like the tallest people in the land so I went back this is the important part I went back with my little things in my hand that I had left just to do another combing for 1x's and I hear on the other side of the big rack oh I mean it's a shame you're not a 2x I mean, if you were a 2X, could you imagine that? Oh, my God, there's plenty of 2X here, though. (laughs) And I'm like... And (laughs) I opened up. And I, like, (laughs) pushed open the clothes. And they, like, stared at me. And I was like... Like, took, like, a 2X out. And I was like, these bitches. These bitches talking smack about big sizes. And I went and I found the... um. Uh, when I went to the, to pay, I was like, hey, do you have plus size people work here? And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, just like not today. <laughs> and I was like, okay, was like, well, well, well maybe you right. should, maybe you should all the time, because then maybe people will, I just like literally heard a couple of mean girls in your clearance section, and maybe they, if like people who were big actually worked here, like they might not feel like they needed to say that. Mm-hmm. Oosh, how Pasadena, I mean, <laughs> trash. Pasadena's lovely, I live there, but uh, those women
2: were trash. <laughs> those women were trash. Yeah. I'm not sure they were Pasadena-specific <laughs> yeah. women. They, I mean, were, like, they They could have, have been out of towners. In they, totally they, the sort of they totally <laughs> could have.
0: Inland Empire, they totally, that's my weight statement They was the from West Covina. Because <laughs> we don't roll like that in Pasadena. <laughs> that's right. Pasadena. We're all size acceptance in yes, Pasadena. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I thought it was also funny. I was like, oh, do all the fat people live in Pasadena? In L.A.? Is that why that's they picked that store
2: yeah how did you get to be the demographic that got that's I interesting i, don't, I don't know
0: really curious anyway let's take one little break and then we'll come back and do more hot topics with reagan
2: promotional consideration provided by scrubs
1: body An all-female-owned business, giving you permission to pamper in jars and bottles. Now with a brick-and-mortar location at 245 Main Street in Farmingdale, New York. Still available online at
0: ScrubsBody.com. Back. People can see your lips. Can you guys see
1: my sparkly lips? Yes. I can't see it in the picture, (laughs) and I
0: just want to make sure. She was looking in her phone. That's weight stigma, guys. (laughs) They look amazing. Thank you. I also think that she really—I can't believe we're talking about this while you're here. It's such a waste of time. <laughs> but I really—this should be after show business. But I th- feel that she really tr- like did a dark lip with a gold sparkle. She did. She did. Mm-hmm. The contrast also she helps did. it and pop. It,
1: I wore this pastel color. I could yeah. have gone with a darker lip, but I went with like whatever. yeah. If
0: it was a dark wine lip with your pink sparkle, yeah. I
1: will try again. I don't think
0: it's your lips' problem really anyway.
2: It's a process. It
0: Hot is, topics, you know? Hot topics. Hot topics. Um, we quoted your article last week about James Corden.
2: I, saw. I <laughs> <And> was like <laughs> dancing in my room, like that's me. They're reading my thing that I wrote. That
0: yeah. I love it, and I love that you took one idea from the thing and she's like oh no because I was like oh wait didn't, isn't that the quote we used and you're like oh no I expanded a whole blog about that point and I want you to talk about the the yeah. thing that and it's really we've already been talking about but what's the thing that related that is do you think the most important yeah, thing to learn Yeah it's the from hired
2: that? standards thing like so Bill Maher said fat people should be eradicated and widespread mass bullying is the best way to do that. James Corden's response was fat people should be eradicated. But could you not bully us as much as we do it as when you do it? Uh, also, I eat a lot of ice cream because I'm fat. Do you get it? Ha ha. Um, and then the actual answer is fat people shouldn't be stigmatized. No exceptions, period. Right. Yeah. So like that's what should have happened. But what happened to me was that I heard about James Corden's response before I saw it and people were like it's amazing it's so fat positive and so I like I feel like I got set up for a sucker punch right I was just there with my hands down and then here he comes with all this internalized fat phobia and I am such a fan of James Corden and I wrote I think in my letter I was like please don't let this stop you from booking me ever if I ever do anything (laughs) to belong on your show because um but like yeah I Like, I was like, this is all from internalized fat phobia. He's, you know, just re-saying everything that Bill Maher did. He said Bill Maher's heart was in the right place. I'm like, I don't even know if he has a heart, but it was for sure misplaced during this segment if he does. yeah, You know, so, like, this idea of standards for a long time, and, like, this is just the nature of civil rights movements. So, like, I'm not trying to, like shit on the people who came before me like I'm standing on their shoulders I'm not also going to punch them in the face so you do what you have to do I was a queer activist in Texas in the 90s I made compromises and concessions that I would never make, make now.
0: today right
2: right. but where we're at as a movement is that for a really long time we've accepted that an ally message is well I don't think there should be any fat people on the earth but I don't think we should stigmatize them
0: as we right. eradicate them right and like right. that's
2: not that has to stop being good enough at yeah
0: it's yeah. we and we talked about this too and we and you and i have talked about about this idea of fat culture and like the acceptance of crumbs being mm-hmm. part of the fat culture yeah. like we are so used to people pleasing which i think is another cultural thing we have cuz we're always apologizing for taking up the space we do and then on top of it we accept crumbs like and just in dating like being on the down low with people and like h- people hiding you and like needing like making you meet like you'll meet at a bar but meet me back at my apartment because I don't want anybody to see me leave with you and horrible things and we're like crumbs 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 give me more crumbs so the James Corden thing was sort of like this like national crumb yeah. crumbs explanation that I was like nah, I feel bad for him because he's part of our culture right like he is a brilliant he's like literally one of the best live performers you will ever see. Like he is a genius the Broadway show. He did that put him on the map is like one of the most extraordinary things that any person has ever done on a stage ever fat, skinny, whomever. And he still feels like he has to apologize for being around. And it is really sad.
2: Yeah. That's how I like people were like, Oh my gosh, this moves us so far forward. And I was like, internalized fat phobia and self deprecating fat jokes. Like, We've been doing that. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's not that's where we're at. And like, again, in order for him, I mean, it helps to be a white dude. But in order for him as a big dude to get where he's been, I imagine being self-deprecating was a big part of that. Oh, absolutely. Because sure. right? oh, yeah. if you are insisting that people treat you with respect while you're trying to succeed in the entertainment industry, like y'all know better than me how that road goes like so I imagine that this has become like and like we were kind of talking about this that our culture as fat people is more like a collection of defense mechanisms and self deprecating jokes rather than like something like because we don't have a lot of all we have in common is a single physical characteristic yeah we don't necessarily have fat parents we don't necessarily have fat siblings we're just these people who and which is basically so Bill Maher's point was these people with the same physical characteristic like we should bully them until they're eradicated from the earth and that's you know, yeah. not a message that we should ever say, well, your heart's in the right place. Right. Like, you're right. nothing's in the right place. Right. Yeah. So I, I feel I mean, for James Corden. I do. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. I, yeah. I, I, do, I feel for him too because it also like Bill Maher's probably like in the cool club and right. and yeah. probably where James wants to be. And, and I feel
1: for, for, for me uh, as a comedian, I know how hard it is to talk about fat and weight on stage without doing the self deprecating thing because it's so kind of what's expected and it's really hard not only to not live up to that expectation but then to deal with the like the consequences of like talking about fat without doing that like it's hard yeah. and even I who I know better make the occasional self-deprecating joke just because it's like this is for me to like and but I know when I'm doing it that I'm hurting myself and other people so like so like it's one of those like one of the things we talk about in Fetch is like how do we like say what we want to say and then allow for the discomfort that the audience is going to feel by the fact that we're giving them new information and we're showing them fat in a way that they haven't seen before and so it's 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 almost like the the cultural shift that needs to happen kind of starts with artists but even we have to figure out how to have the courage and the wherewithal to do it to, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. initiate and start those to get those shifts in motion yeah
0: so, i yeah. definitely I, I mean god bless him but i want him to have haze i want yeah, him to, to get it, help right. at every size yeah, for i was Linden, like yeah. somebody
2: please like send him a kit <laughs> like i'll talk to him on the phone for, like i want him as a guest on, on here show. so bad like i just want to yeah. talk to him about it because like He's like his Tony opening when he does that you could be in the show, which I won't sing because my commitment to community service is I will not sing in public. Um, (laughs) But but like watching him up there as a fat guy singing like you could be here, you could be in the show. Like I cry every time I watch that. And Mm -hmm. he's done a lot for visibility. But like that wasn't if you're going to say I'm the fat person to respond to this right. your response has to be fat people shouldn't be bullied period no exception yeah yeah.
0: yeah. Like I, that needs I, to I, be and, the response and he, he definitely the culture here in LA does not that's not the usual. We want you to come here, though, James. Just come and have a seat with James, us. James, we love how you. We'll sing. T- we'll sing with you. We'll totally sing also, with you. You
2: get a cup. It's very cool. The <laughs> cup you get to drink out of. I'm telling you, they're awesome. Best All kinds of things. Ever, we might and have a gift for you too. Co- and, we oh, might have a Prezzies, gift for Like it's yeah, it's everything. You should we try. Come.
0: uh time's up, and I don't even know <sighs> how that's possible. Well, no, 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 no no we're gonna talk more though at our patreon you can go find it where can people find you
2: uh dances with fat is the sort of main site and then um iron fat if you want to follow my ridiculous iron person journey
0: (laughs) i love it and we of course Thank you for being here with us at plus the show everywhere. Mm-hmm. And anywhere you go, if you put at plus the show in, it'll probably come up. And also next week we have Liz Jenkins from Blackish Woo-hoo! on the show. So that's so exciting. Thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week at Plus This. Bye. Thanks, y'all. this